The Pat Kenny Show. With the Jaguar E-Pace. Beautiful by design and dynamic to drive. Delivering performance that is unmistakably Jaguar. This is News Talk. Now, 30 years ago, cannabis was illegal pretty much worldwide, but in recent decades, it has moved more and more inside the walls of the mainstream. And these days, it's become not only legal for humans in many countries, but also for animals. But what do we really know about its benefits and its risks? Pete the Vet, Pete Wedderburn, is with me. Uh, Good morning, Pete. Good morning, Pat. Now, um, this is uh, not, you don't expect your dog to smoke the stuff. Uh, That's not (laughs) what's happening. There's so much confusion about cannabis-related products. It's quite amazing. Um, Basically, the, the psychoactive part which is, no, is one component only of the cannabis plant, and that's known as THC. Um, but there's something like 400 other distinct compounds in ca- that can be extracted from the cannabis plant. And so it's some of these compounds that people are showing interest in. Okay, so the, the, the kind of CBD oil you can buy legitimately in health food stores mm. or in regular stores now more and more in uh, pharmacies and so on, CBD is perfectly legal and it has no or microscopically low quantities of THC. That's the thing. It has to be tested on import to make sure that it's clear of THC. So there's, there's, no, there's really no connection between the two. Okay. So this stuff is available. It has now begun to be used on pets. Yes, and and the concern I have about it as a vet is that it's being used in an unlicensed, untested way. Um, uh, it's been used by, been touted as a sort of panacea, yet at the same time, th- there isn't proof that it, that it does anything. And so there's the risk of side effects, at the same time, um, you know, the, the, there's the, um, the risk of people just wasting their money on it. And, and this and is, it is expensive stuff. It is expensive stuff. Now, I, I shouldn't say that there's no effect because there was one study that was done in 2018. That it, but it just involved 16 dogs with arthritis, just 16 dogs. And the, 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 the study showed that there was a, a very small but nonetheless statistically significant decrease in pain and increase in mobility in those in the treated dogs. So that there was a ben- there was a benefit. And there's no placebo effect with the dog because you're not telling it no, well, <laughs> what in, it's getting. But interestingly, although there's no placebo effect, there is a phenomenon known as the caregiver placebo effect. And what that means is that very, very commonly in big studies, um, you'll find that pet owners believe that a product gives benefit to their pet, even if Nothing has been given to the dog. So there is a caregiver so, placebo so effect. So it makes the, the caregiver feel better, the pet owner feel better, even if it has no impact on the pet. The, yes, exactly. The pet owner is convinced that whatever's been given is making a big difference when the researchers know that it's just sugar pills, you know. Uh, and and what, how, what, how, how this pans out in, in real life is that somebody gives their dog CBD oil, they're convinced it's dramatically better, they tell all their friends and everybody goes, wow, this is fabulous stuff. But the point is that if it, if it is such fabulous stuff, why doesn't some Somebody just get 500 dogs, give 250 the um, uh, placebo and 250 CBD oil, and there's the big difference. Now you can flog the stuff big time because you've proved that it works. But nobody's done that yet. Mm. Um, CBD has been used as an anti-convulsant mm-hmm. uh, to treat some forms of seizures. And there are those people who have labored very hard and fought hard to get access to the concentration of CBD oil or its uh, cousins. Uh, to limit seizures. So yes. we know it does have, in certain concentrations, 
a an anti-convulsant effect. There's no doubt that there are certain medical properties, um, not just CBD oil. And CBD oil, CBD oil is used particularly for for things like, um, as well as seizures, anxiety, nausea, and some kinds of psychosis in humans as well. But as well as that, there's other derivatives like CBC, which can act as an anti-inflammatory, and CBG, which is meant to have anti-cancer and antibacterial effects. So there's a whole bunch of, of chemicals which are, I suppose, with the reduced controls on cannabis, these are becoming more of interest and so more research is being done on them. But the point is, that I need to go back to, is that for, for, for medicines to be approved, they have to be passed by the veterinary medicines regulator, which in this country is the Health Products Regulatory um, Authority, the HPRA. And they'll approve products for medical use once there's evidence that they work. And so what we should all be doing is saying, OK, hurry up and get the evidence, but let's get, let's get the evidence, let's make sure these products are safe before we start just to give them left, right and centre. Now, what is known about any side effects? Because if they're doing you no harm, all they might be doing if they're not having a therapeutic effect is, is taking your money. Yes. And, and yet there are people who swear that there are therapeutic effects. But the question is, are there any bad things happening to people who take, or pets who take this stuff? Well, again, you, you, you need to look at studies of, of lots of dogs taking this stuff to, to be to, to know more about what the side effects are. The concerns people have would be fairly simple. First of all, the possibility of liver damage. Secondly, gastrointestinal irritation, so vomiting and diarrhea generally. And thirdly, perhaps most worryingly, is interaction with other drugs in the system. So you you know if, if a dog's on standard um, anti-inflammatory medication for its arthritis, if or, or if it's on anti-epileptic medication for seizures, if you chuck in another drug on top of that, we just don't quite know how that's going to interact, and there could well, be. I'm doing that at the moment with an epileptic dog and no ill effects. <laughs> well, there so, you are. So there, there you are. are. I'm, I'm just one uh, uh, volunteer we, in that uh, for that study. We need more people to do this. We, we, we need to do it in a controlled way so that we can actually get use, apply some science to the topic. That's really what's needed here. OK, some of the questions coming in. Uh, would you advise for or against grooming a cat? It would be done under sedation. Cats groom themselves most of the time, don't they? They do, of course, but... It depends on the cat. Like a regular moggy, a short-haired moggy does not need to be groomed. But if you have a long-haired cat that's developing matted fur, and often they get that under the tail on, and on their underside, then absolutely they should be groomed. And some cats will not let you do it themselves, uh, yourself, so you have to use sedation to be able to do that. And it, it's, it's very straightforward because once they're sedated, you can use electric clippers on them. They don't mind the noise because they're, they're sleepy. Um, and it's, it's very effective. And I'd say some cats, absolutely for their, for own, for their own comfort, they do need to be um, properly groomed. Another one. My dog cannot stop chasing cars. He's a one-year-old Jack Russell. What can I do besides keep him locked up inside all day? Do you know, this is one of the most challenging behavioural issues to tackle because in the dog's world, it chases something, chases a big thing, the big thing runs away, that's the car driving away, and so the dog wins Success. every time. Yeah, <laughs> what a champion dog I am. I can rule the world. <laughs> and so they get rewarded every blooming time, and so they keep doing it. So, it's, so the it's, thing uh, to do, if you if it's with your own car coming into your driver or whatever, you stop immediately, and that that shows, ooh, this big thing has stopped. <laughs> but then you get out, and you're the reward. Yes, I mean, in, in theory, you should be able to do it by by counter conditioning and uh, by basically giving the dog, uh, stopping rewarding the dog for chasing the car by stopping the perhaps stopping the car immediately, and even using a slightly adverse thing like a squirted 
of gas or something to, to make the dog go, oh, that wasn't such a nice experience. And like over a long, long period of time, uh, the dog might learn not to do that. Mm-hmm. But it's such a strong instinct to chase things. And um, if, if you live somewhere where there are cars passing by quite a lot, your dog is just going to keep doing it. Yeah. So keeping it under control is the only way. Keeping yeah. it actually But if, if you regularly pass a dog yourself that does this, and you know you're fearful that you might kill the dog if it yes. goes under the wheels. Yeah. Um, you know, a water pistol can actually... It's, that's that's a, a mildly averse stimulus yeah. indeed. So you might stop the car and give the dog a squirt and it might, it might <laughs> help um, a little bit. This perennial coming up again. Ask Pete, how can I stop my dog eating her own poo? Yeah, dogs just like doing that stuff sometimes. It's very hard to find a good answer. Here are some suggestions. You can get powders you add to their food and you can also put raw pineapple in their food. And as that goes through the digestive tract, when it comes out the other end, it tastes utterly foul even to dogs so that's one possibility the other thing I think a very simple thing to do is to change the diet completely because it may be related to what's to how the food has been digested and what's coming out the other end so if you change them onto an entirely different type of diet and perhaps a highly digestible one so there's not so much nutrition coming out the other end that may help as well another problem at this time of year they get the migratory uh, geese they poo on grass in the mm. parks and so on, and the dogs love that. Unfortunately, dogs dogs have foul tastes sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Pete Wedderburn, Pete the Vet, thank you very much for joining us.